Welcome back, X's and T podcast fans. It's Danny here. And you guys, I'm excited. I say this every time because I don't think that there is an episode that I've recorded yet that I haven't been excited about. And again, I'm really thankful for everybody who has reached out and has wanted to share their stories and has wanted to just be a part of our community. And I really appreciate that. And I know that every single person who has come onto this podcast appreciates that as well. And we're back with you guys again with anti MLM content. So as always, got to give that quick disclaimer because your girl's not trying to get sued. Any of the organizations that we are going to be talking about today, all the names have been changed. Anybody that we talk about, I'm just going to say right now, it's not to defame you guys. We're just here to share a personal story. This is in no way, shape, or form to hate Amway. However, I do believe, allegedly, personally, in my personal opinion, they do co-sign this shit. So do with that information what you will. But today, you guys, we have another guest from Brit Worldwide, which if you guys are not familiar, Brit Worldwide is like the granddaddy of MLMs. This is where all of the Amway lines of affiliation kind of started. So I'm really excited because I have two amazing people who spent quite a bit of time in this organization. And I say quite a bit of time because it shows their loyalty. And I think that they have a fantastic perspective and you guys just have to hear what they have to say. So I would like to bring to you guys the rebellious cross line, Ariel Mm -hmm. and Ksenia. What is up, you guys? (laughs) Thanks for coming. Hey, thank you for having us. I love the rebellious cross line tag. (laughs) We're so cool. We're cooler than we are. Yeah. No, you guys, your story is pretty cool. I I mean, as as the rebellious cross line probably will give some a little bit of context, a little bit of clues that you guys will hear later on. But uh, you two were cross line. And you two are married now. I'm really excited to tell this story because so many times we hear, oh, cross-lining is so bad. Cross-lining is so bad. But you meet people and you connect with people. And you're told that these are the best of the best people that you want to get around. Why is it that you can't actually pursue a relationship? Like, why is it okay for some people to do it, but other people can't? Yes. Mm -hmm. I have to ask, how did you guys find the podcast? I was actually going on a rant when it comes to anti-Amway anything. I listened probably to every single podcast out there on Spotify. That's my platform I use. And then I saw yours and then I got hooked. So it was by chance. I was just literally seeking out anti-Amway just to feed my... Her anger. For my- <laughs> Her blood thirst. <laughs> to feed my I thirst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yours is obviously the best one. <laughs> obviously. So oh, thank you. Home. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Um, No, I'm really glad because I think the more anti-MLM content I listen to, I'm always like, man, I'm, I agree with you. It does yeah. feed that, that blood thirst. That's like, I really am angry just because you hear all of the sad messed up stories so what is it that compelled you guys to want to come on and share your story uh i'd say that after i I haven't been in amway well i quit amway two years ago and for the first year i was kind of like all right kasena come on let's just get over and move on with our life i didn't want to think about amway anymore i didn't want to put my energy into it but kasena uh different story uh (laughs) she had she she was on her quest uh (laughs) to take down the patriarchy or the organization or whatever and i'm just like come on let's uh you know let's chill let's focus on our futures now actually but then you know obviously we hear more and more stories i'm now in a place i can say that i'm able to share my story now and uh i i've come out of the indoctrination enough to where i'm more open now than ever to talk about my experiences and our experiences and uh, i do think it's important to share experiences so that other people can make informed decisions and you know if they're also in a quest like Asenia, we can also feed their 
Letters. <laughs> and as so. well as I feel given the indoctrination that people in worldwide or VWW or any branch of Amway, they go through so much indoctrination and fear based, you know, life for so long that I don't think enough people actually are speaking out. And I'm a true believer that there's so many couples out there that went through similar situation that we did, but everybody's so scared to take any action because of how much emotional abuse they've been through. So I think it's more of just to encourage everybody else to speak out and really just to stop the MLM movement overall, especially Amway. And I think our generation is definitely waking up a little bit more. So glad that we have internet. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Imagine so, in yeah. the 70s and the 60s, 80s, 90s. Like, yeah. Right, I'm, right. No Carrier wonder all these, yeah, Exactly. No wonder nobody else You're can go wrong. diamond these days. And all the old diamonds <laughs> from the 70s are rich. Yeah, because they didn't have the internet back in the day. Uh, now these exactly. new diamonds are struggling, so anyways yeah oh yeah no definitely i love the take down the the patriarchy take down the establishment <laughs> um that's been a common theme here i have to say no offense to all of our male listeners or you ariel but we gotta say this so organization is is it is riddled with patriarchy in fact cassia yeah. that, was, that was that was the biggest thing that she wanted to talk about which i'm really proud of her for doing that because it's true we as women yeah. in the organization we do experience quite a bit of misogyny but mm -hmm. i'm right there with you guys if you're a man listening to this and you got offended by taking down the patriarchy come on grow grow some stuff down there but get your ego oh, in check boy i i love that i thank you so much for that because it's true it is so true and um i always tell my significant other all the time i'm like listen you're either gonna be the part of the patriarchy that i'm gonna take down or you can be with yeah. me and we could take down other people like that's your choice and uh thankfully he's he's like ah i like taking people down like i'm down i'm like cool good shit, good but shit, it's good true but as far as what you were saying, Ksenia, is, is spreading the awareness. And I think that's so important. And you guys actually, you guys stopped a couple recently from yes. joining this organization. I, I, I definitely shared your TikTok, but do you guys mind going into that a little bit? I am so excited to hear about it. Yeah, so let me paint a picture. It was a Monday afternoon. We both got home from work. And usually before in Amway, Mondays after work were three hours at a uh, grocery store at the mall, walking around in my shoes with holes in them, uh, trying to talk to people, trying to connect and, you know, drop the message and blah, blah, blah. And it was filled with meetings and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so it was really tiring. We'll go into that maybe later. But to paint a picture, it's a Monday afternoon six o'clock we're like let's go to cryotherapy all right after cryotherapy let's have a date night you know what let's go to panera bread <laughs> we go to panera bread we get a little sandwich we get a little soup having a great time we walk into panera bread and the first thing we see is a uh, one girl dressed you know to the nines you know sharp and then two other girls and they're looking at a piece of paper and i'm like that looks familiar and then we go closer and we're listening and and we hear mentors and then we hear mumbles and then uh e-commerce and freedom <laughs> and you know what do you want to do with your life we're like oh my god they're doing a meeting great so we got to sit as close as we can so we sit as close as we can without being too obvious and kiseni is european so they stare yeah, Europeans, Europeans do stare. That's, stare a, that's a common thing. It's not rude in our, in our country. We just stare. And I just can't help but like look at them the whole time. You know, like, come on. <laughs> that being so obvious. So anyways, uh, it was funny. We were listening to the entire meeting great we were well done with our meal because then he's like we got to say we got to like say something to the girls or whatever so we stayed up in airbrush for like an hour and a half just 
you know, waiting. And then you can share the, the yeah, part. So we're waiting for an hour and a half. We even got an extra pastry to look like we're not creeps, you know, waiting. Yeah, then at one point, I write in my notes saying, this Amway Hanbot is trying to recruit these two girls. Should we do anything? No, and I, not notes. She airdropped it. Well, that's what I'm oh, saying. I took a screenshot oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I send it in the airdrop. To everybody there. <laughs> to everybody that could see it. I don't know if anybody saw it, but that was hilarious. So I'm staring them down and they're finishing up. And actually, funny enough, the Amway chick is trying to walk them to their car. And then, yes, so they're walking out together and I'm like, hey, girls. And they didn't hear me. And then the guy pointed at me. He's like, hey, she's trying to talk to you. So they came up to me and but the Amway was, chick yeah, yeah. is walking with them back. So and I started talking to them in front of her. I was like, hey, do not do this. This is a pyramid scheme. And the chick already left. She's like, oh, man, they just ruined my meeting. Great. <laughs> So she walked away defeated and we were talking to them like, hey, was this about Amway? And and they're like, yes. I'm like, do not do this. We've lost so much money. They're going to take over your life. They're going to take over your finances. You're going to make the biggest mistake of your life. Just save the money. Do not do this. And the other girl's like, yeah, my boyfriend was actually in Amway and it felt really weird. And the girl actually asked her friend to come with her to that meeting because she didn't feel comfortable <laughs> being by herself being by in that herself meeting. With a so she brought her friend yeah. and that stranger or the IBO felt really good that she's like oh yeah you're bringing a friend to meet and greets I can post it on my group chat yeah I'm sure she felt great <laughs> uh and we asked where did you meet oh we met at Kroger which is a grocery store in our area but we met we met at Kroger so you know I I wanted my friend to come join us I thought yeah. that was the funniest thing because she didn't feel comfortable yeah I mean big disclaimer <laughs> if somebody comes up to you at the grocery store and asks you to meet after just don't do it you either gonna get trafficked or you're gonna get sucked into Amway there's no in between honestly yeah. I, I mean tell me if yeah. I'm wrong but and- Sonia yeah, yeah. says the term predatory. Like it is predatory. Like there's so many traffic trafficking instances, stories that we've heard yeah. about uh that are scary and are just like that. So you know, hey, don't trust everybody. Don't trust anybody. Even yeah. women, even like young girls, they're they're doing shady shit out here. So yeah, definitely. I love this story. I am so glad that you guys did kind of you know take wow. initiative and stay. <laughs> I mean, one staring at them, that's hilarious. Cause honestly, like I would have done the same thing and I wouldn't have felt bad. I'd be like, 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 I know what y'all are doing. <laughs> and, and I'm so glad that, that she took a friend with her, too. Like you said, though, like, oh, she's probably feeling, oh, I have these two people. Like, oh, that's two people I could take through a process. Like, like no, right. this person was terrified because you were very, like you said, predatory. And it is. And it is scary. It's scary when you have somebody who, you know, offers you something. And it sounds fantastic. Oh, you know, actually, I have some friends who have taught me so much and, and they've helped me, you know, make more money, be less, you know, have less debt or whatever it's like yeah dope that Mm -hmm. sounds great but in reality what is actually going on and our previous guest brie they found her on linkedin during Mm. during covid somebody told her that like presented themselves as if they had been in the entertainment industry which is what she wants to do Mm. and yeah and like i had a phone call with her and when they finally talked to her it was like oh but you could use this to fund getting into the entertainment business so when i think of stuff like that you know it was really cool that you guys were there to kind of step in and uh that's awesome so when it comes to to Brit Worldwide and, and Amway, how did you guys get sucked in kind of like the rest of us did? Yeah, so I can, yeah, I can go ahead and start. So 
to give you a little bit of context, so I came to the United States in 2012. I was adopted by a Southern family, very, very religious Christian, and they were actually going to kind of a culty church. So I was very used to this kind of environment of where they tell you what to do and you just listen and don't ask questions, unfortunately. So I was in that environment for four years before I even got sucked into Amway. And then in college, when I started college, I was planning on becoming a lawyer, but I started up with a business degree. Um, I was thinking to do like something, some law practice, something to do with business because that's something always interested me. So I started school and it's 2016. So it's four years later. So I still have my heavy, thick Russian accent. <laughs> so very international, if you will. And they actually prey on international students. It's a very common practice. And then this guy stopped me um, at first. So he actually approached me twice. Um, at first, he stopped me in September. And at that point, to give to paint you my picture, I was a full-time student. I was a manager at Chick-fil-A. I was working for a law firm that my dad works for. I mean, my schedule is packed. You know, I'm doing everything part-time, uh, but school. School was full-time for me. So I am always on the go. And when he approached me, he said, hey, we're actually doing a business related get together with a bunch of students here on campus. So I am thinking of, you know, it's just upcoming entrepreneurs just hanging out, you know, picking at each other's brain, etc. And I said, Well, honestly, I do not have the time. I am, you know, super booked. I can't, you know, I can't join you. So after a while, I've noticed the same guy, he is all over the school. Like that's my upline and we'll call him David. So David is all over school and I can see a bunch of people follow him too. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on with this guy? What kind of business group are they doing? And then uh, then February came along and I was, I was doing my schoolwork actually at the coffee shop and he approached me again, but he didn't remember me, but I remembered him. And I had a massive, massive purse, huge purse. I never believed in backpacks. <laughs> I thought, you know, I was that that kind of girl. You know what I mean? I'd rather be uncomfortable than, you know. Oh, yeah. It's not cool. All dressed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's a very European thing, too. Um, I still do that, by the way. Doesn't Things haven't changed. So David approached me and he said, that's a massive purse. Where did you get it? I want to get it for my girlfriend. And I was started chatting. He didn't have a girlfriend. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll get to that. He actually didn't have a girlfriend, so he lied. Um, so we started chatting about that purse. Then he said, what do you do? And I gave him my spiel that I'm, you know, full-time this, full-time that. And he was like, well, how are you going to, how are you going to quit the rat race? You know, and I've said it before. I didn't think it was a race. I'm just living a life, studying, learning. I'm having a great time. Yes, I'm busy, but I didn't think there was a race. But he started talking to me about, you know, you, you don't want to spend your life for money. You don't want to be chasing money. Irony right there. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to be chasing money and I was like, you know what, I'll give him a shot. I already knew that he wanted to talk to me about that business meeting, whatever they were doing. I was like, well, why don't I give you my number? And we'll go from there. After a couple of days, he calls me up. We set up a meeting. And back then, we didn't do the process. We just They would just show you the plan and you sign up on the spot. I don't know if that's what you went through what? back in 2016. Yeah, we actually nope. adapted the process adopted the process in 2018 
So it was two years later. And then, so, quote unquote, we real quick, didn't, go ahead. Go ahead. sorry, go ahead. I just want to say 2018, but then, quote unquote, we didn't get really good until at the process till like two years later. So, like 2020 wow. really is when it. Yeah. Really so, we actually adapted up, it from your uh, affiliation. We've heard that it really That's works right. and people stay in longer. You sign up less people. Um, but yeah, so he showed me the plan and I asked him, I was like, well, how much money are you making? And he's like, well, if I don't do anything for the rest of my life, I'll make $200 a month for the rest of my life. And he had only three legs by then and like five people together, including him. So I'm like, mm, okay, so he gets 40 bucks per person. I'm like doing my math in my brain. <laughs> okay, so 40 bucks per person a month. Okay, I mean, that's fine. And then he said, well, it's not even how much I'm making now. It's how much I will be making, you know? And I was like, well, it sounds kind of shady. So I was, I was like, no, thanks. And he said, well, can I walk you to your car? And just to give you some context, during this whole time, he's flirting with me. So, and he he was kind of good looking. Now I'm looking at him like, ugh, gross. But back then I was single and I was like, okay, yeah. So we're flirting already. So I'm thinking he's going to ask me on a date or something. Um, And yeah. then at my car, and I know that's so dumb. Like that was so long ago. So don't judge me listeners, please, for letting a oh, guy yeah, walk me judgment. to my car. I've gotten a lot of hate for that before, but what was I saying? So he walks me to my car and then he's like, listen, you got to sign up. What if you're going to have regrets? Why don't you live being like, oh, well, versus what if? And I just got my tax returns. I had $1,500 altogether in my bank account. I was like, ah, F it. Just sign me up. <laughs> At my car, like as I'm like getting into my car and I give him my card, he signs me up, gives me a couple of samples and then tells me we'll have another meeting on Friday with the team, which we had like a product and system education meeting. They would go every yeah. Friday. I don't know if you guys had those or not. Um, we did not. Okay, not yeah. What was it called? Pace, product Pace. and system education meeting. Yes. So, um, but I come home afterwards and I tell my my parents and then mind you my parents are like is this Amway I'm like that sounds like that what it was yes and they're like Ksenia do not do this we were pearls in Amway which for people that don't know it's uh you have you are in emerald qualification for the first month they had over 300 people in this team um in the 70s or when? uh that was in the 90s yes wow so do not do this and my parents back in the day were very disciplinarian if you will and authoritative yeah. so and given that they were in that cult still as well it's like do not do this absolutely not you're not allowed and my Russian spicy blood that I have is like, absolutely not. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I do what I want. Don't, don't talk to me. And um, so I decided to go against their wishes. And then at the, around the same time, I was dating a guy who was about seven years older than me. And I started kind of getting serious, if you know what I mean, like physical. And then I had so much guilt about it that I went to yeah. my dad and told him that this has happened with me and my boyfriend. You can fill up that that's what it was. And my dad got so mad at me and he cried. Wow. Yeah, I know. My dad is way better now. We have a really good relationship. But back then, he was so controlling and he lost his mind like oh my daughter's not pure anymore you know and she's in Amway so my dad actually started following me everywhere I went um, tracking wow. my location and at that point I'm 19 years old 
um, tracking my location everywhere. And then with the meetings that we have um, with Amway, you come home at 2, 3 a.m. You don't you don't yeah. leave when they tell you like, oh, 10 o'clock is the end of it. You go home. No, they tell you, you come early, you stay late. So yeah. I would do that. And my dad, he sat me down and we had a huge fight about it. And he said, you being rebellious, you like hooking up with your boyfriend, you being an Amway, and like you cannot be in this house anymore. So wow. my dad told me I have three days to leave. Like I have to pack my bags or quit and or like it's either I quit Amway and stay home or I pack my bags and I leave. And by then it's only been one week in Amway. Um, Amway leaders would tell on stage that your parents will isolate you. Nobody's going to believe in your dreams. So, you know, everybody's going to be very negative. So I'm very pumped up. You know, I'm thinking, okay, this is my test, like test in my testimony, yeah. you know, I'm ready. Like, screw you, dad, I'm gonna leave. So I actually called my friend and I asked to stay with her. And she had an empty room with no furniture. So I was paying like $250 a month uh, for a room and I like slept on the floor for two years. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was so stubborn. I probably should have listened, you know, I mean, hindsight 2020. Right. But I was oh, so yeah. stubborn. You don't, know, and, you don't know. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting, too, is that when I talked to David about that my parents are kicking me out and I don't have money. Nobody offered me a place to stay. Nobody offered any potential solution. I was, or I was like, hey, maybe just wait until you say that, go back home, be safe, because who knows where I was going to stay, right? Technically. Yeah, definitely. Uh, be safe, go home or stay at our place. Nobody given me any of that. They just told me, yeah. well, you have to figure it out. You can stay, you can sleep on the floor for two years. That's fine. You know, no, no empathy, sympathy, nothing of that. So that was yeah. my rough start. And that all happened like within a month. You know what I mean? I started, got kicked out of my house and in the new place with no support system, you know. So my family yeah. shut me out. I didn't speak to my family after that for a couple of years until actually Ariel came into my life. So that was the beginning of it. And when you think about it, wow. I'm an ideal candidate. My family doesn't talk to me. I'm very vulnerable. Like I'm seeking a community. This is it. So yeah. that's how I got sucked in. Yeah. Wow. Okay. First of all, I have so many things. <laughs> Number one. Wow. And I bet they praised you for that too. They always would send oh, kids yeah. down. They, they would did. say, oh, such yeah. and such would sleep in their car because their parents kick them out. Like that's how dedicated they are. Mm -hmm. And it's oh, like, yeah. it feels good. But at the same time, it's like devastating. And I'm so sorry that you went through that with your family. You know, I know family dynamics are always different and, and it's challenging, right. you know, and I'm so sorry. And I'm it's it's really interesting to hear that your parents had been in Amway. Um, yeah. Were they in one of the tools businesses? And, and did they mention which one? They were part of the Jaeger group. Wow, no way. Yeah, yeah they They're were. OG, OG. Yes, they were. And what happened with my dad is that Obviously, he was starting making money. Um, my mom, quote unquote, retired. But honestly, she just, it's not just a stay-at-home mom, but she just decided to stay at home. So it had not to do with, with Amway being, you know, getting retired. Yeah. That was a plan anyways. But they were saying, 
oh, she retired because of VMWay. But what happened with him, so his upline actually lived in Mississippi, and my dad lived in yeah. Tennessee with my mom. And he went to his upline's house, and his upline is high up emerald in diamond qualification, something like that. And, you know, the perception that we have of diamonds is that they're on stage, all glammed, gowns, you know, tuxedos, all of that portraying like they're portraying to be so rich but when my dad came to that place it was a mess like the whole place was trashed and they had a bunch of books everywhere so I always joke about how most MLMs stack products but Amway people stack books yeah (laughs) you know what I mean true yeah that's why my dad was like okay something is not adding up um and that's eventually they quit because they just noticed the how messy it was. And my dad did tell me before, like, Ksenia, they, they're getting paid for you to buy these books. They're getting paid to for you to go to these functions because within my first month, I already had a first function to go to. And my dad was like, you, you cannot go because they're going to get paid from all of this. You know, you're going to listen to this later. You're going to spend so much money. So he knew already what was happening behind closed doors, if you will. And he was trying to warn me, but I was like, no, you know, we have to rent the facility. We're buying books. So we're more motivated. It's part of the plan. It's part of my growth, you know? Um, Yeah. yeah, My dad tried to warn me. No way. So he knew because he Mm -hmm. was there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and you know, what's crazy is they try to make us sound crazy because they're like, no, no, we, no, we don't like they, they don't ever (laughs) tell you that they're getting paid, but somebody was like, no, I like, I've been in there and that's what's happening. Did your upline, like, did you ever go to that with like, go with that information to your upline and ask them and, and did they have any adverse reaction to that? And what was their reaction? If any? Yeah. I never mentioned anything about tools because I didn't believe it. I was like, this sounds ridiculous. Okay. I I just refuse to believe that part. I was like, Dad, you're just trying to get me out of it. You're gonna sell me whatever you need to tell me. I don't believe you. So I never came to that information. But they were actually, you know, they weren't talking down to my dad or on my dad. Um, sure. But they put him down for being a quitter. You know, it's like, oh, your life could have been so much better. And mind you, we we were pretty privileged. Like my family, I was adopted into. You know, they had a really nice house. We grew up on the golf course, really great community. And then my upline picked me up one time to go to his house to pick up some products and go to a meeting. And I saw my upline's house. And I'm not saying, you know, everybody's situation is different. But what I have a problem with is that my upline, David, was portraying himself to be this rich guy and have all these things. And I saw his house and it was not what I expected. You know, it was completely yeah. gross. gross. I don't want to put people down, but it was, I mean, Nobody in knows. simple terms, it was really gross. Like I've it been was there. dirty inside. It was smelly. As I said, there's books everywhere. What? And That's I remember thinking that like going from my house and I don't want to come off as a privileged person, but it's just to put oh, in sure. perspective what kind of picture they're painting is that I'm coming from a home, you know, with all of the stuff. And then I cut come to my upline's house who's telling me that I'm going to be rich with him and then I see all of that and you know my thing is you can live wherever you want to live as long as you keep it nice and neat you know but yeah of I don't care which place you live in people's circumstances are different but the fact that you didn't have your place was a total mess and there's no kids it's just smelly it was so terrible I'm like wow and that was my first yeah. red flag I'm like what am I doing 
like what is going on (laughs) yeah well I mean and that's a good point because my dad would always say that too because when I first met my upline a similar situation they always portray themselves like they're these wealthy people but they're living below their means and all reality is they just can't afford these things like like my dad would always say why is my house nicer than theirs why Mm -hmm. is that if I'm so bad because I've been my my dad's been in his job pretty much my entire life so almost 30 years he's been in his job he's like if I have a nicer house a nicer car and a better lifestyle and wholesome why why am I so bad? And he would always ask me that. And I'm like, well, it's because yeah. they're going to be, they're going to be wealthy. They're going to teach me X, Y, and Z, which I'm totally right there with you. Like you, you do end up, you know, kind of developing that mindset later, but I think it's fair that you're like, you know, I grew up in, in a situation where, like you said, you did have that privilege and you acknowledge that, but it's also okay to be like, my parents are doing pretty good and you're mm-hmm. not, but you're selling me a dream. Um, So I totally see where you're coming in with that, but I kind of want to go back for just a quick second and make a quick comment. I'm so angered the, at the fact that this person pressured you at your car and that you kind of felt like obligated to to kind of like oh yeah sure like why not like mm-hmm. that's insane to me yeah and just the, and they like we're praising you for getting ripped away from your family. I mean, that is so much. Mm. I mean, and you said this all hot. This is just the first month in business. This is first what? month, honey. You know, we're just starting. We a long episode, y'all. I no, know. I it's probably gonna be three parter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, we're cool with that. But uh-huh. yeah. So okay. So Ariel, how did you? How did you get involved? <laughs> Part two. Um, I did want to go back real quick to uh, answer uh, my version of your question. You asked uh, if you were to go to your upline and ask like about the books, you get paid from the tools and whatever. What the upline or the IBO being asked would say is, oh, you know, you'd have to be at a certain level to get privileged to that information, to get access to that information. I guaranteed almost night. 90% 90% of the time, the other 10%, the other 10% of the time that upline doesn't know what to say. So he'll just make up chipper jopper or maybe he doesn't. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I did, did want to give that version of uh, that question. But me, yeah. I started when I was 19, 29 now. Uh, so it was about a decade ago at 19. I'm Colombian and Dominican. I grew up in an Hispanic household. I was born in New York, came to Atlanta when, when I was eight years old. So I grew up in Georgia. Uh, growing up, I had a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression. Uh, I don't know. I, I got picked on, I, I guess, a lot. So that caused me to like have really low self, really shitty self-image. I, I thought I was the scum of the earth uh, for a long time. I was 300 pounds at 15. I lost all the weight. But I, I got down to like 140 uh, when I was like 18. Too skinny. But, you know, that didn't change who I was, really. I was still had a lot of anxiety, had a lot of depression deep down. But I masked it to say face or whatever. And I didn't do well in school. Not like Ksenia. I'm very opposite. I it took me years to graduate high school. It not not that I'm a dumbass. I'm just I wasn't I wasn't motivated to do anything. I was just too depressed and had too much anxiety. Anyways, when I lost the weight, I, I tried to have a little bit of confidence. I partied a lot. Uh, I drank a lot because uh, that was my advice. But I always told myself, you know what, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, but I know I'm going to do something great. And I told myself that probably preteens, I know I'm going to do something great with my life. Don't know what it is. I thought I wanted to be a DJ at one point. I thought I wanted to be an audio engineer, uh, which does sound cool. I wanted to work with movies and do the sound effects behind that. 
I thought that was going to be my, my destination. So I wanted to pursue that. But at 19 years old, I was working at a Cena Bistro. So it's like a, it's a movie theater. And then there's also a restaurant where you can get food and drinks and stuff. I was making two thirteen an hour with tips. Wow. But the tips, you know, uh, you have to split it with your whole team. So it was a pool. So it didn't make much money. And I was a, I was a team leader there. I showed some potential, whatever. And then um, but I still knew I wanted to do something great. And to give you more context, and it'll relate to the story I'm going to go into. I used to drink like four monsters a day with a five hour energy drink. So I loved energy drinks because it gave me like a confidence boost and it helped me with my anxiety. So I thought, so I used to drink a lot of energy drinks and my buddy, he was selling excess that I was working with out of his backpack. And I'm like, oh, what is that? One day I'm like, oh, what is that? I was like, yeah, it's an energy drink. B12 is all natural, blah, blah, blah. Oh, hey, can I have one? Can I, can I buy one from you? Yeah. It was like one for $4 for two cans or something. He was ripping me off. Something like that. So I'm like, all right, let me get it too. So I got two. I love grapefruit. So I tried the grapefruit excess. I'm like, dude, this is amazing. Oh my God. And I I love grapefruit and I love energy drinks. So perfect. Uh, so eventually I became a really good customer of this. And I bought a lot of excess from him. And I used as an alternative. Months went by. I would buy excess from him almost every shift. And then I asked him, hey, are you making money from this? Like, how, how do I get involved? Because I want to do something else. And you know, what are you doing? And he said, uh, 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 I'll call you. So he didn't know what the heck to say. I found out that those months that I was buying excess, he was recruiting all of our other coworkers to set for me. So I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Am I not sharp enough? Anyways, so he brought his upline in. The next shift I worked, we could bring like friends and family to the moose for free. So, you know, our, everybody took advantage of that in the in uh, the upline so the next day the uplines came to watch a movie the person that i bought excess from introduced me to his upline hey this is michael and michael took it from there oh and he just gave me such uh positivity right he learned about me he wanted to learn more he wanted to learn you know about who i am all that good stuff. And it made me feel special. And I wanted, I was interested yeah. in, uh, you know, Amway or whatever, or I was interested in whatever opportunity they had. They invited me to a board plan, which was at a guy's basement, maybe in, like the town over. So I went to this board plan. I pull up and I wait. And then Michael pulls up, my mentor at the time. He pulls up as well. And then we walk in together. I walk into this basement. And to paint you a picture, it's as if Colombia threw up all over this basement. And I felt at home because I'm Colombian. Yeah. There was Colombian, wow. Colombian stuff everywhere. Like the whole, it was mini Colombia. So I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And there's a Colombian and they're positive and they have opportunity. Wow, this is cool. So there was like other guests there too. They start the presentation. And I said, after, after the presentation, I'm like, oh. Yep, I'm ready to start. What do we need to do? And they're like, whoa, yeah. really? Are you sure? Okay. And then I didn't have the money at the time. So I said, all right, it's $185. $85. Don't have that, but give me like two, give me like till the end of the week or, you know, until the next time I get paid. Wow. My, my goal gets my number and he texts me, hey, are you ready to sign up? I'm like, yeah. Like, all right, cool. I'll come to your job. So he comes to my job. Um, I step away from a little, uh, a little bit. And we meet in the back alley, this establishment I was working at. Eh, and that's um, funny. back alley, like a drug deal. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I give him the funds. 
And then he takes my picture, posts me on his group me or group chat. And um, that's how I started. Uh, you know, <laughs> I still had no money in my bank account. And um, yeah. I, you know, I, we did a weird exchange in the back alley. But I was <laughs> I, I was in, I was motivated to do whatever it took. Um, yeah. I was in it since day one. I like these people because they were they seem genuine. So that's kind of yeah. where I was and how I got started. Yeah, you're you you met this guy in the back alley, which mm-hmm. is really interesting because you're right. It sounds like a drug deal, which is so funny because that's how I got my two cats. I met this lady in the back <laughs> alley and I got two cats from her. So I can totally understand how a back alley might be the place. But it's really interesting that this person, like you said, they were he was selling to you, but then he wasn't prospecting you at first, and that you were kind of you were kind of almost offended by that. I wonder if that was a strategy that he'd had to kind of keep you interested enough. And when he finally did approach you and you came in and you found out it was Amway, had you heard of Amway at all before that? Me, no. I think I saw, I I felt like I recognized the logo, but I really had no idea what it was. I'm like, oh yeah, Amway products, WW system you need a system yeah well, that makes sense all right yeah <laughs> so yeah. That was my, yeah so and then did you know right away that this was going to be like brit worldwide like and what what it like when did you guys learn about brit worldwide like that you were in this act this organization and amway was like a separate entity well uh when we would show the plan and let me give you an example of what a plan looked like because it seemed like you you're not familiar i would go to a starbucks see somebody start a conversation hey what do you want to do for you know the future or whatever questions we ask and then i would yeah. sit down and be like hey you know, you know this is this is let me show you something so we do like a napkin plan as well i was really good at that at one point so we did a napkin plan which wow. is draw out like amway uh this is the supplier this is the the system amway and bww so we in the plan we would discuss both Amway and BWW and discuss them being separate entities. Um, so okay. we knew right away at that point, because I guess BWW didn't have as much flack um, at that point. So we said it right away for a long time in the first plan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, and you know, it's funny is we hear when I was in, we would hear about the napkin plan as if that was like ancient history. As if <laughs> like, oh yeah, back in the day we would, we would, you know, sit down people and we draw it on a napkin because we'd be somewhere and that's if we, it would just be on the spot and it would be like, Hey, let me show you, like you said, you know, let me show you something cool. And like, it was always kind of like, Oh, that's what our, they, they would present as if that's what our ancestors did, if you will. Yeah, um, but, but I've never seen that. I, I've never yeah. been the only time that I had actually seen a a plan actually like drawn out for the first time was on a whiteboard. And it was the the club owner. The club owner was the very first speaker that I had seen. That was when they were rubies. It's really, it's really interesting to hear how it's it's not to be derogatory, <sighs> but it sounds like Brit Worldwide is so much further behind worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting because yeah. Brit Worldwide came first, right? Like it isn't yeah. that as far as history goes, how it went, right? Mm-hmm. And But they're so far behind. And so in your very beginning of this, you're excited, you're motivated. What was your the expectations that were kind of put upon you guys? Was there like a PV amount that you guys were expected to have? Napkin plans, I guess, that you were supposed to show, stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Yes. So right away, there was expectations put on us that you have to do at least 150 PV personal. Uh, personal. So that's about $500 worth of products. You have to subscribe to all of the education systems, which at first was $75 and then eventually grew up to $200 a month. And then you have to buy books and CDs 
pretty much at least one book a month. You have to do that. And you have to show five plans a week and uh, have at least one contact a day. So right away, they gave us all the expectations of becoming, quote unquote, a leader in the organization. And both Ariel and I took it very, very seriously. So we did all of that right away. And was there any question, I guess, when they were like, you have to buy this for yourself? This is your personal use, $150 of personal use. Or was it because with us, it was very like, oh, you're just you're you're um, not going to Target anymore. You're shopping at your own store. Like, how was it presented to you guys? And was there any kind of question as to why do I have to buy this? I didn't have any questions. I was all in. Right. So I wanted to be all in, quote unquote, and be represented as a leader. So I had no question. Exactly. Like you said, or what they said to us is you're getting the stuff anyways. But not really. I mean, I was 19. You're not buying $500 worth of products. You know, I'm buying extra shit. Like I'm buying. Oh, I'm getting into multivitamins now, which is good in hindsight. Multivitamin is good. But I had to like figure out different stuff to buy to meet my amount. And when you don't have money, you have to get creative. And uh, I lived off of food bars in excess for a long time because didn't have the money to go out to eat. So you'd have to be creative on how to survive. And they preach that, you know, food bars yeah. and excess, that's all you need. Perfect water and multivitamin. Take that and you're good to go. And to paint a kind of yeah. a picture too, you, you are rewarded with a lot of love bombing and attention from your upline when you do everything right. So for someone like Ariel and I, we both are people that haven't received much love as kids. You know, we're struggling with our mental health. And I came from a broken home originally because, you know, I was adopted. So there was a lot of history behind that. So we both were seeking that appreciation and that love from people. So when you're in a system, when that is glorified, you kind of do everything you need to do to get that bit of attention, that, that bit of encouragement and you're doing the right thing you're doing amazing and Ariel and I to be honest did anything to get their attention and we did anything to be in their circle um so whatever if they ask us to jump we'll ask how high that's how committed both we were and that's what actually attracted us to each other because we both looked at each other like upcoming leaders and they would have like different qualifiers if you did this amount of meetings this month or x y and z you did this they do qualifiers. If you do 300 PV personal, then we go on a special cool, you know, day trip and we'll go to the park and do like uh, recreational sports or whatever. <laughs> it's like, okay. I mean, yeah, that's cool. The incentives. And they, and they, they, they want to create the pool that was creating the pool for them. But that's really just manipulation, homie. Uh, that's like, you're just trying to get something from me and you're making it, you know, as a qualifier because you're trying to hit whatever goal. Uh, and then we'd, we'd like post it. We'd post on our group chat. Hey, join us. Where, where you at? Ah, next time. Oh, man. We're having so much fun. Hey, so-and-so, take a video with me. Tell them how fun it is. Yeah, man. Where you yeah. at, huh? Where you at? And it's like... And then, and then, yeah, the The FOMO FOMO was real. I would have to do whatever it took. So I didn't have the FOMO because I had a team to lead by example with, right? So I did whatever, I did whatever I had to do. I mean, I did miss a lot of qualifiers. I'll be honest, because I couldn't meet the whatever, I didn't have the money or something. Uh, And that created so much FOMO for me and that motivated even more. So 
Yeah, that's that's what it's so manipulative. They do that shit yeah. on purpose too. They want mm-hmm. to create that that FOMO for people, which is so bad for the mental health. Oh my goodness. I can remember one fucking incentive. This pisses me off to this day. <laughs> uh my so my upline is kind of interesting. My who would become my platinums, I call them John and Barbara. And they're they were sponsored by their son. So their son was talking at this incentive that we had. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you guys a talk. Cause normally we were allowed to record everything they would encourage us to record everything and he's like y'all do not record this because i don't want other people who were not here to hear this talk but Mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. he would get somebody else to record a bit of him like someone of his downline or something to record just bits and pieces and he's like you guys need to tell everybody you guys had the best time here share all the photos that you can like make them wish they were here and it was really frustrating to look back at that because all of it was pv based and back then Mm -hmm. we were buying all of our pv so yeah. somebody could not spend what 300 PV that's like a thousand dollars plus a month there's some people cannot do that in addition to their rent if they have kids yeah. child care and a function god forbid there's a function that month mm-hmm. like all of these different things and it, it is but the love bombing is real and you're so right like you get that validation from them and especially in the very 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 beginning those are your best friends they are constantly hyping you up and it sounds like that's exactly what you guys experienced too in the very beginning which is really interesting (laughs) this is just the beginning my mind is just like so blown so you guys it sounds like we're actually gonna have to get a part two because we haven't even gotten to the juiciest part because remember these are rebellious cross line they were in two (laughs) separate organizations you guys which means we have to obviously get that story so at this time what i think would be cool is let's go ahead and we're gonna wrap it up here you guys i'm so sorry i know i know cliffhanger but for anybody who wants to be able to support you guys as a community how can people help spread your message how can people help support you guys in the community by helping the community itself i mean share your message and be heard uh don't what is that saying i can't i'm not an ibl anymore i don't have quotes coming out of my ass anymore so i forgot all the quotes but you know don't don't be silent and um share your story if you feel like something's wrong it might be so i i I used to think because i've had a a bad feeling the whole time really deep down in my stomach that this is the wrong opportunity for me and this is not the right thing but i always thought it was the devil like trying to give me you know you know (laughs) i know i thought it was like oh the devil's trying to like demotivate me and then get me out of my destiny because he wants to whatever. And yeah, and that's yeah. what I said. It's not, you don't have to support us in any way, but support the community. The best way you can pay it forward is just to become the biggest anti-MLM advocate. And if somebody's trying to recruit you, let them a little bit and then tell them the truth. Just let them get it out of the way so they can get their masala for the day, if you will. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that's the best way you can do this. Is just pass it along and you know get educated. And I'm sure a lot of people that you are associated with, most likely somebody is in MLM. So get educated. That's the best way to do that um, to support us. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that is a fantastic point. And and I just want to thank you guys so much for coming on and being vulnerable and sharing your story because it's incredible. And I think it's really going to make a difference. Um, if you guys are out there listening and you have a story you want to share, it doesn't have to be MLM related. You can share as much or as little as you want. And you can even just come and talk to me if you want to. I don't mind. But I, that's the biggest 
dream that I had for this podcast is for people to be able to have a platform to speak, especially anybody who was in an MLM and was basically taught your voice doesn't matter until you're brainwashed enough to be able to speak on whatever they personally want you to say. So you guys can follow me. My handles have changed just a little bit. You guys can follow me on TikTok and Instagram, both at X's and T dot podcast. Um, we're slowly getting the YouTube channel up there and just share the podcast. And like you guys said, you know, these guys, the best way that you could support is just to spread the message. So if you guys see somebody out there, you got to follow by example, you guys, these people really, <laughs> they helped people. They helped you people not get in the business. So if you see something sketchy, say something. So, all right. Well, thank you guys so much. And we will catch you guys in the next episode. Awesome. Yeah, thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.